Welcome everyone, Personal Trainer Daily, episode 32. I appreciate you being there today. Thanks for being there. Heads up though, I'm a bit anxious today, guys and gals, I'm a bit anxious. Date of recording is the 22nd of September and I'm in half hour's time, Boris Johnson's going to do an announcement in the House of Commons in the UK about what the next set of lockdown measures are going to be. Now, from what I know, there's not going to be too much that impacts the fitness industry. But let's just say if there's any curveballs that I've been un made unaware of uh, or I'm not aware of right now, should I say, uh, episode 33 might just be me crying salty tears into the microphone. Because the reality, I, I don't want us to close. I don't want us to stop. I think we've done a great job as an industry of keeping things together and doing quite quite well of mitigating the risk of transmission. So I'm I'm you know I'm hoping we're gonna keep going the right way. But hey, let's let's see what happens. Great question from Instagram yesterday. Great question from Stephen Hall. Not Stephen Hall from Revive Stronger. Stephen Hall, who is in his forties, is a personal trainer, got his CrossFit level one, and is wondering is it a good time to open his own fitness studio. Is it achievable? Is it something that's even a good idea? And I think where we are in the world now is there's so much uncertainty and so much worry that you might as well just go for it. And I'm going to I'm going to put some I'm going to put some stuff in this as well. Obviously I'm going to pad this out a little bit, but I think if somebody wants to open a fitness facility now, what it's going to give you more than people that work in commercial spaces um, or work for other people is a semblance of control. You can decide your business model. You can decide your layout. You can set your own COVID safe measures and you're not at the will of your manager, your manager's manager and people in head office that are making decisions that impact the way you do your job. There's a lot more you can control. But there is a downside, of course, in that getting a lease for a building is a pressure. It's a financial worry. Uh, filling it out with kit, then getting clients. There is a big economic and time cost to doing this. So what my feeling is when it comes to people going for this, if you are planning for the long run, then it's a great idea. If you need the short term control, it's a great idea. But know full well that if you want to make um 2020 as economically safe and sound as possible opening your own gym probably isn't the way to go if you make want to make 2021 the year that you really can blast things it still might not be the things you need to have more reasons than just finances right now because the marketplace is a bit strange is a bit weird um, but having said that you might find now that rental and leases on buildings or even developing your own stuff is cheaper now than it ever has been before. Rental costs potentially could come down. Lease terms might come down. You might find, as an example, uh, buildings, rather than have a three-month rent-free period, you might now find landlords willing to give a six-month rent-free period instead. So there's a lot at play there. Another thing I'm going to say is that you know your reasons for wanting to do this and how you envisage your personal training or fitness facility business to be. If you know, as an example, that you want to have other trainers work in there, what kind of manager or leader are you? What kind of contracts do you need in place? What are your key performance indicators? How are you going to run an effective team in order to serve the business under your roof? All of a sudden, you need to have more skills than just being a great trainer that needs their own space and their own levels of control. If you're not thinking about staff, wicked, cool, absolutely amazing, no problem there. 
But of course, there's always going to be a limit on the amount of time you have to coach, to run the business and to uh, and to effectively earn money for yourself. Some people are one man bands, run their own gyms and do an amazing job and earn really good money and do a fine job. But if you want to grow the business to a bigger magnitude and have lots of coaches working for you, then of course there's skill sets that go way beyond what I'm going to be able to mention in this. The second component to it is what kind of model do you want to run? In Stephen's case, he's got a CrossFit background as well as his level three PT. If you're running groups of 10, 15, 20, potentially, that might be okay as long as COVID safe measures are in place. But there's it's a fair assumption that that kind of model has bigger risk of the government changing their mind than somebody running one-to-one. That model has bigger risk in it of potentially transmission of COVID going across your business versus people that run one-to-one or semi obviously semi-private training is something that's been uh, very popular over the last 10 years really now um, for people that run their own fitness facilities. So it's a case of what model do I want to run? What staff setup do I want to have? How much do I want to pump into kit? What's my lease going to be? And if you've got good answers to all of that, it's mad for you not to do it. I'm always a bit wary of trainers just jumping the gun saying, right, I'm quitting my commercial gym because my boss's boss and the regional manager, they're dicks. I'm not staying anymore. I'm not being a kit cleaner. I'm not doing that. And then impulsively getting a lease and then trying to work things backwards. But if you've rationally decided this is your path, then it will work. And here's the reason why it will work. Because you'll know how to create a space and a location that makes customers feel valued and valuable, that delivers great results, that makes them feel mentally and physically much better. You know, the the stories you'll get coming through that gym, filling out a gym to start with, like at launch, yeah, it's a stress, but it's it can be done. And there's other episodes of this podcast where I kind of touch into that. But really what you need to think about is the kind of person that's going to train here, how do I want them to feel? What kind of life experiences? You know, are they getting more energy? Are they able to play with their kids now? Are they more assertive in work? Are they more confident when they look in the mirror? Do they now have sex with a light? All these things have a big impact in the way in which you run your gym and the kind of people you want to visit. But if you've rationally thought about all these things, to ask if the market is there, the market is there but you give the most amount of confidence when you've got the most amount of confidence in how you want to run your business your way under your rules. If you've got any questions on facility ownership and what gym owner life is like under various different models, a guy I always recommend, I've spoke about him before, is Mike Waywell from a company called Gym Owner. Now the owner, so it's G-Y-M-O-W-N-R. There's no E in owner contact him, speak to him. He'll probably phone you and whatnot and just chat through things. Uh, And I I think that's a great place to start when it comes to the realities of facility ownership. And the best thing about what Mike does is he's got plug and play systems for you to put in to to save you a bunch of time. Uh, We use it for the facility that I've got, my own personal facility, and it saves us a bunch of time, a lot of stress, and it allows us to get on with serving clients the best we possibly can. So a little plug for him there. But I hope this has been helpful. Thank you very much for listening. I've now got to go because in 20 minutes time, it's time to listen to Boris Johnson tell us how we can live our lives for the next six months. Hooray for that. Thank you for listening. I'll catch you in episode 33. Goodbye.